We're in for a real treat today because I had the pleasure of sitting down with Crystal Booker to talk about some of the topics that I could nerd out on all day, which are operations, systems, and prepping to scale your business. Now, Crystal is an amazing systems and operations absolute whiz, um, but she's also one of the members of The Social Click, which is my program mastermind mentorship for freelancers. You can learn more about it in the bio beneath this video. Since Crystal joined, her business has grown so much. She has paid her team what she used to make herself. She's more than doubled in one year and she hit a 10K month in 90 days. So we're gonna nerd on out. Let's enjoy this interview with Crystal. Crystal, welcome. I'm so happy to have you here. I'm so excited to be here, Rachel. Thank you so much. Beautiful. So I'm excited to dive into your area of expertise, especially because I feel for most entrepreneurs, it is nerve wracking to dive yeah. into systems and operations. Why do you think it's so intimidating for people to talk about, learn about, <laughs> dive into? Yeah, I think because there's probably a couple pieces to this. So if it's not your naturally gifted zone of like, I love this thing, I'm into it, it becomes boring and like the least part of the business that you want to pay attention to. But then also it's because you get so used to in launch and growth mode of plowing through the priorities that all the stuff gets tabled. So by the time you want to go pay attention to it, it seems ridiculously overwhelming. So there's probably two pieces to that where it's like, I don't enjoy it. And now it's become a mess and I don't even know where to start to get it figured out. And so a lot of people just are like, no, thanks when it comes to anything, systems, processes, operations, streamlining. Now, when you get to see the back end of businesses, and there's absolutely, for anyone listening, there's no shame in this at all. No. Um, does it ever, or at least in the beginning, did it surprise you how many established businesses were lacking systems and operations, streamlined, et cetera? Honestly, no, because I myself am a systems genius and I would go implement these things for clients. Mm -hmm. But when I was in the launch and growth phase, my own business on this side got tabled because I was so hands-on in client businesses. So I knew I was my walking example of the other visionaries that were experiencing fast growth had to keep up and had to table everything. And then the more conversations I had in this online business space, the more I unpacked the very common piece that this is when it comes to different levels of businesses. And even for the businesses that are at eight figures, it's not always the priority. And what I always say, and, and I'm so glad that you preframed that there is no shame here is because there isn't a shame. What you have to focus on as the visionary is the priorities of the now, and that's not always going to be operational. So it didn't surprise me in that I understood the level of where visionaries have to be in their business and what has to get pushed aside as a result of that. So it, it's never a surprise to me. And it's so common. One thing I will say, like when, as we were building our business, there were there was a long time where I didn't realize we were lacking systems and yeah. streamlining because you're so, like you just said, you're so in the now that you don't see it. Yes. Um, what are some of the signs that a visionary, a business owner might be noticing that could kind of indicate, hey, it's time to start working on this other piece of your business? What, what do those signs look like? 
Yeah, so I just had a really great conversation, a sales call with some someone who has been experiencing fast growth, and she's starting to identify that there's different pieces of the business that are still manual that don't have to be. So she, we were diving deep into the fact that she's been visionary, focusing priorities. Some of her systems need to be enhanced because based on the tech stack that she has, some things can be implemented to streamline and automation, remove human error, eliminate the need to delegate it to an actual person and overall get some time back in that aspect of things, but then know what they can shift and delegate to the actual person. So I think when you start realizing that you're in this level of growth, that it's really hard for you to keep up or that you're maybe doing some things and you're starting to notice that I don't actually have to do it this way. There might be a better way. If you start wondering, is there a better way? Chances are you're already kind of identifying that there probably is. And it's just a matter of having someone that does know the business um, operations and how they can be streamlined can come in and even do the audit for you and say, yeah, you can do some things differently with your tools, your current tech stack. You could implement this and, you know, shift. Um, but even before delegating it to someone else, you can just take that step back and go, I'm going to look at the business now system side. And you're going to be amazed at when you start flushing it out in a way where you're capturing the system, how you can poke holes in what's happening mm -hmm. to figure out what needs to be um made simpler and automated or streamlined or enhanced um, to have simpler systems. Because I always teach complex is not going to be effective. Simple works. I love that so much. I'm a huge fan of simple. The simpler, the better. Um, what do you think are some of the reasons that visionaries, business owners, entrepreneurs don't look at systems what do you think yeah, I, yeah so i think it's again that they they're just they're wanting to avoid this piece. it's not the sexy side of business it's not i hope i can say sexy here because i just don't totally. <laughs> It is, it's not the sexy side of business. So it's like, and to visionaries, their strengths aren't necessarily system driven. So when you consider for anyone that doesn't know here and listening, and I, maybe I'm talking gibberish by using the term visionary, but visionary is referencing typically the business owner. And whereas there can be a visionary that is off, um, operationally driven, systems driven, like myself. I score as an integrator, but I'm the visionary for my agency. So when you don't necessarily have those talents of an integrator, your strengths for the business are serving elsewhere. And your mind's not going to that place of, oh, this is a system problem because you're not integrator operationally driven. And that's okay. You have your piece to serve in the business that is so needed and required, um, but you're just not going to go there naturally. Whereas someone like myself, I am the visionary, but I score as an integrator. So it's easy for me to go. If there's a challenge coming up in my business or someone else's, we can either fix it by looking at a system and enhancing it. We can fix it through automations or we can fix it through delegation. There's not a whole lot that can't be ran through that lens and say, this can be enhanced because we simplify something or we automate something or we give it to someone else because it's their genius and they can get better results there. And I can go focus on the thing that I've got to do. Like those typically that lens will solve big issues. And I know that because it's my genius, but it's not necessarily someone else's. Right. So it's I think that's where it is. It's just 
really owning where your strengths are as a business owner and mm -hmm. also identifying that there are other pieces of the business that are really important. Although they're not their, your strengths, they still need to be tended to at some point. And I think that's where it falls is, is everyone just understanding how they operate mm -hmm. as a person, which helps you identify, yeah, this is the stuff I'm going to look over all the time. And this is the stuff that I'm going to be easily able to focus on because it's how I operate as a person. Yeah, I do want to share one little story because this was kind of surprising for me. Um, you know how we, until we get older, we all kind of assume that many people think the way that we do operate process yeah. information the way we do. When I first found out that not everybody is a visionary, it blew my mind because yeah. I thought everyone had the ability to, you know, create a vision and see the next level and have big yeah. dreams. And I was like, why would someone want to work for me and do like systems or put together op anything in operations? I don't understand it. And not everybody is a visionary. There are people who are strictly yep. operations or an integrator, right? Yep, absolutely. And so I unpacked this. I didn't even know about the EOS world until I started personally working as the DOO for the former integrator for the book Rocket Fuel. And he was curious to how I scored and I scored really high as an integrator. And so then it was like, what does that even mean? Oh, it all makes sense because this is how I operate. It's serving the business, the agency well too, because I do have visionary tendencies. So I have the big ideas. I have the ability to strategize, but then I also have the ability to go put it into that action plan that allows me to go do the thing. Mm -hmm. um, and not saying that that is always recommended. It's not recommended that you have the same person being visionary and integrator, but it does help when you're at a point in your business where it makes sense to just lean on your strengths in both areas until you're ready for that big move. Bringing in an integrator is a big move. Yes. So it, it's going to require a lot of foundational work um, before you're, you're diving into that. But I love understanding the visionary integrator piece. And then the biggest point to, to all of this, I think, is every business has to have a visionary. And you're not traditionally going to go find another visionary for your business. Yeah. Now, mentors and other things in this industry might help you spark that visionary and help you get the ideas flowing and give you that strategy. But ultimately, you're typically the visionary for your company. You can just bring in some compliments, right? It's not very, you can find an integrator, but it's not very often that somebody else is coming in as passionate or more passionate than you to sit in that visionary fun function. Would you agree to that? Oh, a hundred percent. I've I've generally seen that people who want to be business owners who don't have vision seem to do best in like franchise models yeah. where the vision's already been cast by the parent company or the franchisor. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it it is very difficult to lead people, whether it's a team or your clients or your students or your followers, yeah. without vision. Um, yeah. So I I really agree to that once in a great while i have seen companies that have brought in someone who's a visionary but i kind of find that everyone seems to doubt it if the yep. business leader doesn't see, understand the vision if the visionary that's hired doesn't fully explain things there's just a disconnect and it falls apart yep yep it's so true and it's so interesting isn't it like 
-hmm. when you think about the two roles, because you, you hear people talking about finding that chief operating officer, integrator, director of operations um, for their company, but it's not talked about that people are going out and looking for their visionary, right? It's just that dynamic. Um, But understanding those two, that's really a strong point in like figuring out who you are as a business owner and how you can lean on others to leverage what's needed to to complement where you're I don't like to use the term weakness mm-hmm. but where you're just you're not as strong yep yep yeah. absolutely now when you jump into let's say a new client's company what are the first things you like to look at or your favorite areas to dive in yeah so I love I just made a story about this not too long ago and I had so much engagement and I was like oh I wasn't expecting it but <laughs> I'm not afraid in any way shape or form to say we're doing an audit up front I'm not committing to being able to do any one certain thing for you and your business until I get in and I take a peek at your systems, your processes, your automations. So no, this does not apply when we are saying we want to fill a virtual assistant role for someone or like a podcast management role, not applying here. But in this sales call that I had this morning, she has tech operating differently, right? And she's identifying that she has her lead to client and onboarding process that has some gaps. So we're starting with an audit. We're going to go deep dive into her systems and processes alongside of her tech stack and say, based on how you have things set up, we can enhance it in this way to cover X, Y, and Z in your system and process to streamline. So I love to start with a good audit when it comes to operations, Um, but it also is going to determine where the business is. So I've stepped into clients' businesses where their only priority and focus had to be revenue generation. They were flying by the seat of their pants. They were always in reactive mode and they didn't have a plan for where next month's income was coming from. So in those scenarios, it's like, okay, we're deep diving on how we're building something better in this system that works long-term. And then we'll backtrack and go over here and do your audit of processes and streamlining things through your systems and tools. But we can't even touch that right now because you've got a big issue over here that has to be solved. And that's identifying what your revenue generating system is going to be ongoing and get out of the reactive mode, right? So it really starts with where's the pulse of the business. And then from there, we're going to get into action to solve big issues and then streamline. I love that so much, that prioritization. It kind of reminds me of like um, an urgent care, like something you have to prioritize what, what's bleeding, what's bleeding most, <laughs> let's get that figured out first. Yeah, and giving yourself permission, like even you not having anybody come in and do this for you, but you you gave me this permission, Rachel, in one of my very first hot seats inside of the social click, I was spinning my wheels because there's so much you have to do as a business owner every day. No, there isn't. If your business is hurting <laughs> for leads, you're going to go prospect and you're yep. going to go create content and you're going to go have sales calls and you're going to yep. go close those clients. That's what you're doing. You're not doing anything else. And so it's like the wake up call that I needed because you get so caught up in the noise of all the things. Forget going and growing some massive um, YouTube channel. Yeah, I want to do that. But right now I don't have time to sit and record 40 videos a week. This was back then, right? 40 Mm -hmm. or five, even five videos a week. I didn't have it when I needed clients, right? I'm not, why am I sitting down for an hour and recording anything when Mm -hmm. I should be 
going and having conversations with yes. potential clients, right? So it's really shifting your focus to go, yes, you're a visionary. You can do all these big things and you will be able to do them. But right now your business needs this and you can't afford to do anything else but what this is. And once that's solved, once that's working, once that system is in place in a way that's repeatable and doesn't require you to do it all, then you move on to that big next thing that you want to do that's going to go help your business too, because this is stable and this is reoccurring. And now you've got something else that can uh, allow you to put your focus into it and, and it work well. So really establishing priorities is like so key. And I, and I talk about this a lot of my content too. It's like that zoom out view where you just look down at the business and you go, what's wrong right now? Or what's challenged right now? And if it's leads, you're all in over here figuring out why and what can be implemented to solve it. And if it's operational, well, we're going to look at our systems and our tech and we're going to streamline. If it's team, we're going to culture audit and figure out what's going on. And we're going to work on this and strengthen this. And you're just going to keep solving issues as they come up as priorities and you're solving them all the way. And then you're moving on because you've got something rock solid in place to continue to serve that piece of the business. I love this so much. Crystal, I know some people watching or listening are going to want to learn more about how they can reach out to you and possibly work with you. Where can people find you best? Yeah, so I'm pretty much everywhere at, at crystalclearvirtual.com. I'm TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, um, YouTube. You can find me LinkedIn at Crystal Clear Virtual is where you're going to find me. And then, of course, my website is uh, crystalclearvirtual.com too. And that's Crystal with a K. We will link to that above this video, below this video, or in the show notes at rachelpeterson.com forward slash podcast. Crystal, thank you so much for joining me today. Rachel, this was so fun and beautiful. Thank you all so much. Thank you, Rachel. Bye for now, everyone. We'll see you soon.